listening to Cross Choke, a TFL podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Anderson. Each week, I'm joined by my friend, Dakota Wrightan. We have combined experience in music, MMA, Christianity, ministry, video games, and food. We hope we add value to your day. Now, enjoy the show. Yeah, it's... It's a cross. Jesus went to that cross, and he took the stripes, and he took the nails, and he, he bore all those things for us. Three days later, up from the grave, he arose. Three days later, he rose as King of Kings and as the Lord of Lords. I never thought we'd get here. <laughs> Wow, nice low blow. <laughs> I never thought we'd get here. Yeah, I really sounded like a doofus last week saying that. No, it was awesome. I felt like a superhero with the amount of rever- natural reverb in that room. Yeah, the, the youth center was a little rough. Yeah. But yet, here we are. Episode four. five? Four. Four, yeah. Four, and we're in your office, so we've had two consecutive episodes. Well, okay, they're not consecutive, but two episodes in the same spot. Wow, good wow. for us. I mean, this is this is a milestone. Do you want to run to Dairy Queen or something? Or a week ago, we didn't think we would have even gotten to this point. We didn't. Like you, no, were, we... you weren't confident. No, our goal was to be in a different. Oh place yeah, yeah, yeah. Every... We were supposed every... to be in Jake's house. Oh yeah. I never got the chance to talk to his mom. I was hoping to do it in in McDonald's, but they they said they couldn't allow that. Do they do they frown upon it? Yeah. I bet their Wi-Fi is better than here. <sighs> You're right. Yeah. It's probably better than my house. Probably. Yeah. How you been, bro? Pretty good. It's been a pretty good week. Okay. It's, uh... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of Cross Joke, a TFL podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Anderson. I'm joined by the one and only Big Daddy, Dakota. That's right. That's right, bro. I, I am technically a father. Well, I know you like Bioshock. I do love and, Bioshock. And sometimes I jokingly call you Big Daddy. That's true. So it it fits together, like peanut butter and jelly. It's appropriate. Like cross and choke. Like Vin Diesel and Zach <laughs> Anderson. Like organic and hipster. <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened to last week's episode... Really, you should go back and check it <laughs> out. We might be referencing it a lot, so if you don't know these inside jokes... <laughs> Go listen to episode three. Or don't and just accept the surprise of it. Or just accept our randomness like you have for the first three episodes anyways. Exactly. So, Dakota, I went to a Hegan Machado seminar in Pocatello last Sunday. Now, I'm guessing that guy is Brazilian. Uh, I think you're right. Because there is an R in his name. Yep. But you pronounce it as a... (sighs) You could just said H. <laughs> so I went to Hegan Machado. That's the, that's the wrong consonant. Hegan. Wait, that sounds like Arabic. Wait, sounds like a bird. That sounds like a guy <laughs> fell off of a train. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Anyways, he's an eighth degree red and black belt. And if you're not familiar, that's like, that's super high. Um, really hard to get up there, and you got you got to be in the game for a long time um, to have that much experience. 
Um, he got under Carlos Gracie. And what's really interesting about Hegan is he has some star power. Okay, so like Chuck Norris trained under him. Uh, Ashton Kutcher trained under him. Wiz wow. Khalifa. I mean, Mel Gibson. I, I mean, just Google it. it. It just keeps going on and on. Zach Anderson. I mean, we are, you always throw me off when you do those guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> I'm a star. Some star power. No, that's um, way cool. But, dude, yeah, it was really good. Um, the venue was a little sketchy. Really? It was in – It was in. okay, Pocatello. Okay, if you're if you're listening from Pocatello, I'm well, sorry well. to say this. But it's like a ghost town, bro. Oh, wow. And especially where we were in the mall, it just was like – you had to go through like a dungeon to go <laughs> – because, okay, so you go in oh, the front So like doors. our mall. <laughs> I felt just at home. No, you go through and like the half the lights are off and like the flooring Whoa. is scraped up. And there's there's this table and she goes, "Oh, are you here for the seminar?" What the? I'm like, oh, yeah. And and then she was telling us where the uh, where the bathrooms were. She goes, "Oh, yeah, so you go around Goblin's Corner." She did going. not say that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we we found Past where the Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> so you go by Goblin's Corner. Take a right at the Dragon. And some guys in and it was actually a store. It looked really really like professional oh that's good in the middle of nowhere but he was in there like painting little figurines for like orcs oh, that's and cool. men and i was like i want to go in there you, yeah so anyway the venue was kind of sketchy and overall pocatello was kind of sketchy but it was a really good seminar so that was a big highlight of the week and also dakota i was on my to-do list to hit the banana split yes, yesterday you did it no oh no no it didn't it, the opportunity didn't present itself but i was ready to how many more days do you have I think we week. I think we have one more rolling rolling night. Oh, you gotta do it. So it'll it's on the to do list. But dude, last night so we're recording again on Thursday, a little early. Uh, last night of training, dude, I got hit in the face with an elbow. Can you oh. see it? I thought I was gonna have a black eye, but it's really not that noticeable. Yeah, dude, it's really tender. But anyhow, so there story time. One of the guys at church, I don't remember his name. <laughs> so anyway, see, we, I hope he's listening. I hope right he's now. listening too. Um, but I don't think he remembers my name. So it's really great. So I was going down the stairs. We train at Montana tech. I was coming down the stairs and I recognized him because he usually has a big beard, Yeah. but it's gone. So oh. I recognized him at the last second. It was like, Oh, what's up, man? I'm like, Oh, we're just here for some training. You know, feel free to poke your head in when you're done, you know, with your workout. And so he goes, Oh, I'm good at getting kicked and punched. And I'm like, Oh, you don't got to worry about that. It's BJJ, you know, there's no strikes, no kicks, you're just grappling. Yeah. So I'm rolling with my buddy Iceman, and we're just flow rolling, getting warmed up. So it's mm-hmm. really, really slow. Yeah. You know, nothing, really. nothing aggressive. Yeah. And he goes for this move, and my head's down, and all of a sudden he comes back with his elbow and just wrecks my face. Just right in my eye. I'm like, oh, it was hard. It was really hard. I'm like, ow, covering my eyes. You know, I'm like, okay, rubbing it out. And I look up, and it's and it's that buddy of mine from the church standing oh. in the doorway, going, just just with like straight eyes, just like, just like oh, it's, what? It's not. A... And so I go over to him. He goes, "I thought you said there's no striking." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Of all times, you got to walk in." Just then, a friend of mine get gets up with a bloody nose. <gasps> go. <laughs> Jeez, he's probably like, "What kind of BJJ are they doing in here?" Oh, uh, so Australian BJJ yeah. or something. Yeah. So I felt bad for him, but. Anyhow, it's been a good week. I'm super sore. That's a lot good. of jujitsu this week. Any uh, any highlights from your week, bro? Oh man, uh, my daughter has been pulling herself up almost into the standing position. Oh, is she crawling or no. is she skipping crawling? I don't know. Like, she knows how to crawl 
she just like doesn't like she'll like turn a lot but not necessarily go forward but that's been kind of fun um yeah work's been good uh we had a pirate theme night outreach night for youth ministry and so i got to make a lot of great pirate jokes dress like a pirate and then delivered a a pretty cool just short sermon about about uh, pirates well it's technically (laughs) parable of the hidden treasure in the field oh nice okay yeah so it was really good very cool so that was really fun. Very cool. And you've been going through a series of parables, right? Yeah. That's been kind of mm-hmm. your, your theme. Oh, yeah. Cool. Lots ha- you can learn from those. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's a reason Jesus used them so much, yeah. which gets us into the can opener. Dakota, we have three items on our housekeep. What? We have three items on our housekeeping list. Number one. The audio last week. It wasn't perfect. Uh, so just apologies. We want to have the most excellent video. Uh, what video? We want to. <laughs> <laughs> we want to have the most excellent podcast and audio for all of you, because we want to do this in a way that uh, we feel honors God. So just um, just know, last week was kind of a fluke. We were in a really airy room. And hopefully this week's audio is much better. On top of that, I EQ'd um, our intro outros. And we have even some more sound bites to incorporate this week with some new categories. Which I think people really like. Oh, which, yeah. Which leads us to point number two is thank you for leaving reviews and ideas for future shows. Uh, people have really been engaging tflministries.com forward slash podcast to be a part of the show, which is really exciting because, again, that's that's part of why we do what we do. So thank you for leaving uh, reviews, feedback, and being part of the show through different questions that we ask for, like, um, you know, Banana Split, what's mm-hmm. an embarrassing story you know, or Walkout Song of the Week. People really have been engaging in that. So uh, thank you. Yeah, and we are halfway through season one of our podcast and I'm really excited to keep going season 30, 32, 89. Yeah. Why not? Uh, but to do so, uh, just leaning on that second point, we do need a lot of feedback. So let us know what kind of topics you want to hear in the future and that'll help us make better content for all of you. Absolutely. So Dakota, without further ado, is that how you say that? Further ado? Yes. It doesn't sound quite right when you say it slow. You, you know, like some phrases that you just it's like. It's spelled even weirder, too. Do you know how to spell it? No. Do you know how to spell it? Here's a, here's a tough one. My guess is A-D-U-E. But like probably with an apostrophe. In with an, yeah, like Coeur d'Alene. Try and spell Coeur d'Alene. Never. Um, all right, here we go. I'm going to ask Siri. Spell Coeur d'Alene. Wait. <laughs> Hi there. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> just doing a podcast. Oh, What's up with you? Spell without further ado. Oh. Here's what I found. She just says A-D-O. Oh, like ado? Yeah. Without further ado. That doesn't seem fancy enough. Mm-mm. I want like some I wouldn't French put that in, in an essay. No. What are you, lazy? Did you, did you not have spell check on? You have A and do put together. Okay, I never thought we would expand on this. <laughs> Self-esteem. So today what we're going to talk about is this idea of self-esteem. How do we evaluate where our self-esteem is? How do we have better self-esteem? 
what does it mean to have better self-esteem? So, Dakota, in this idea, how would you describe positive self-esteem or maybe negative self-esteem? Maybe we could talk about that for a sec. What's the difference? Is, is self-esteem unchangeable? You know, what are, you, what are your kind of some initial thoughts you have on it? So first, just to kind of clarify a definition, um, uh, in researching self-esteem, uh, I think it really is a gauge for how we're viewing our own uh, self-confidence. And I think um, confidence and uh, just looking inwards on yourself and, and your appearance too has a lot to do with self-esteem. There's so, so many factors that could come in to what influences your self-esteem. And so we're going to be looking at a, a couple different sources of content because we're not just going to be talking about what, what's your opinion, my opinion, although we yeah. will. Uh, but a lot of the information that we're going to talk about, um, if, of course, we're going to be referring to a couple Bible verses um, and a couple books that I've read recently called Invisible Imprint as well as Healing from Damaged Emotions. Both are really good books, talk a lot about self-esteem, what factors into self-esteem. So we're going to pull some stuff from there, um, maybe some stories that you have or I have, um, and just kind of really discuss self-esteem. What does it look like? How do we have better self-esteem? What is God's picture of self-esteem? You know, maybe what does self-esteem look like for competitors? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you have better self-esteem on the mats? Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing. So we just kind of want to dive in. Um, a lot of this is going to kind of be organic. I have a little some guidelines for us, but uh, yeah, we're just going to kind of talk about it. So... Uh, the first thing uh, that I wanted to mention here is in order to understand our own self-esteem and how to develop a more positive self-esteem is we have to understand our own presence. And so everyone has a presence. You have presence, I have presence, and mm -hmm. so many things factor into how our presence is defined. Um, and so somebody might be saying, okay, what does this have to do with having a better self-esteem sure. and a better sense of self-esteem. Because most people would assume self-esteem is just looking inwards to yourself. Exactly. It's, it's all introspective almost. But understanding our own presence is important in this discussion because our self-esteem is directly related to our presence. Okay. And here's why. Our outward attitude and behavior is always a product of our inner life. Would you agree on that? Yeah, I would. Yeah, because who I am on the inside... Yep will dictate who I am on the outside. Yeah, and you can fake it. People can mm -hmm. for a little while, but at the root of it, um, even the Bible says what flows out of your mouth stems from what's inside of your heart. Yeah, totally, totally. It, inside reflects the outside. And what's interesting about this, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, our battle is not against flesh and blood, that there's more than our eyes see. Mm -hmm. And both God and Satan are fighting for expression through your presence. Right. Because, you know, yeah. you, you think of an evil person, you think of a holy person. That's their presence that you're talking about. We don't say presence, but, sure. you know, you could you, you automatically connect attributes to an evil person, attributes right. to, a, to a holy person or whatever, you know. And whoever you allow to impact your ideas, your urges and your fantasies is revealed through your conversations, your attitudes, your behaviors, your actions. So the higher power that you allow to influence your mind will have expression through your presence, which is kind of a mouthful to say, whoever you allow to influence you will be expressed through your presence. Absolutely. Now, uh, a verse that I thought was really appropriate for this is Proverbs 23, 7. It, it really kind of drives this whole idea is, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if we allow God to influence our thoughts and our memory, we're on our way to achieving our divine potential because our self-esteem is positive, which we'll see is directly related to all of this. But if we allow the enemy to impact our mind, 
He will detract from our potential because our self-esteem is negative. And I think those two are, are go hand in hand. Your potential is related to your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Because if I have low self-esteem, there's no way I'm going to step out and try something new. Sure. There's no way I'm going to... Uh, you know, do something that I wouldn't normally do because I'm so cozy in my low self-esteem comfort zone. How can we allow God to influence our current thoughts and our recollection of the past? I think we need to, going back to the point of presence, um, our ultimate goal is to be holy like God as believers and Christians. And so I think we need to focus on God's presence. What's it like? What are the attributes that he has? Because he's defined as holy. And then when you look up the definition of holy, holy is literally defined as, in the Bible, as every attribute that God is. It's kind of like uh, it circles back on itself. Mm -hmm. But so when thinking about how we can allow God to influence us, I think if we focus on who God is and the presence that he has, and we try to emulate that, that'll affect our self-esteem in turn. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it's important, too, to understand that that they're both fighting at the same time for my attention. Sure. You know, what I, what I let into my life will ultimately determine what I think of myself. Yeah. You know, whether it be through music, video, podcasts, movies, you know, I mean, whatever, other people. Yeah. You know, especially other people. Who I let into my life is really important because we need to learn to connect the dots between what's influencing me and the way I behave right. and the way I think of myself, the way that my ideas are influencing my actions. Right. You know, how are, how are those different things influencing me, therefore influencing my presence? Sure, because there's only, regarding influencing, there's only two things that you can do is you can either be influenced by something or you can influence someone else. Mm-hmm. There's always that relationship. If you're... Let's say you're going to coffee with someone and you're having a discussion about a certain topic. Either their points are going to be influencing you or your points are going to be influencing them, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I think that is determined. I think that's determined by my self-confidence. Again. Sure, exactly. Because if I'm if I'm waving back and forth with my identity issues, yep. I'm easily influenced by the trending thing. Those people are yeah. popular. I'm going to go with them. Yeah, and I know I was a lot like that when I was a baby Christian, when I had first given my life to Jesus, where I would see something online, I read read an article maybe um, regarding a political issue specifically, mm-hmm. and I'd immediately lean towards that. Um, even like really hard topics like LGBT and things, I would always turn turn inside with the first thing that I read and saw, even as a Christian, instead of going back on those roots that I should have had, but have now grown into mm-hmm. and saying, what does the Bible say about this? Where am I grounded? Mm-hmm. And allowing that to influence me rather than the first thing that I see. Yeah. And I think when God's opinion is the most important thing in us, mm-hmm. that's where we'll turn to. Absolutely. And I don't remember the quote. I've heard multiple pastors say this, but like what I turn to in times of crisis, the first thing that I turn to is the most important. Yeah. Or when I think of God, what's the first thing you think about when you think of God? Sure. That's most important. You know, so if I think judgmental or mad at me, you know, that that is a huge clue to why your self-esteem yeah. might be positive or negative. Yeah. So, yeah, you're totally right in that, man. Like if if God is the first, that then I know everything else will come behind that and Absolutely. I'm not I'm not swayed left and right by right. whatever. So here's something that the Bible says about this in Matthew 6, verses 22 and 23. 
It says the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. Yeah, do you want to explain what that might mean a little bit? Sure. I mean, exactly I mean, what we're talking about. Whatever yeah. our focus is on is what we're going to eventually emulate. If our eyes are focused, because wherever your eyes are pointed to, that's where you're going to go. For instance, let's say someone was walking down the street in opposite sex of you, and um, you were attracted to that person. If your first reaction is your eyes glance at a part that maybe you're not supposed to, or your first thought is something you're not supposed to, that's a good sign that your self-image, your influence is in the wrong area. If your eyes tend to not even notice that, or focus on something else, or maybe you know, maybe I should pray in this instance or whatever, um, that's a good way to know that your eye is healthy instead of unhealthy. Because the eyes will influence my mind, which will influence my heart, which is like my, who I am. Right. You know, and again, which can be defined as our presence. So what I let into my eyes or my ears or my senses is way more important than I ever think we give it credit for. Sure. And I think the enemy does a really good job of saying, oh, it's just culture. Yeah. You know, it's what we do. It's, it's how commercials look. Right. You know, it's how bodybuilding commercials look. You know, sure. whatever. Like, that. you know, we, get, we could be pretty dull to the reality of the spiritual warfare happening right. for, our, for our mind, for our imagination, for our urges, for our mm -hmm. fantasies. And so I think it's really important that we are aware of the silent battle happening for our will in the process of our thinking. Yeah. And we sometimes are so it's, – it's so subtle that we don't see it. Unless we're looking for it. Unless right. we start evaluating, okay, how do other people feel in my presence? You know, most of the time we're really aware of how other people make us feel. Sure. Rarely do I – or do does a person look inside and say, okay, how, how do other people feel when I enter a room? Yeah. And when we start looking at those cues, we could start making the correlation between our presence and the second thing that's really important in understanding our self-esteem, which is self-concept. And now self-concept is this idea that consists of the feelings and ideas that we acquire about ourselves from the words and actions of others, particularly uh, the parents and the family members in our lives. And um, in one of the books there that we mentioned, either Invisible Imprint or uh, Healing from Damaged Emotions, it talks about adult mirrors. Yeah. Now, have you ever been in a fun house with like those really crazy mirrors that are wavy? And, of course. You know, like, yeah, yeah, like you step in front of one and you look like, 300 pound person <laughs> yes. or all of a sudden you look like mini me yeah. in another one but the the adults in our adolescence in our infancy even prior to us being born are already building our self-concept because your mom your dad you know say if you don't have a mom you know you never grew up with a mom or you never grew up with a dad or you're neither whatever mm -hmm. you are already building this idea of self-concept through the adult mirrors in your life you see yourself for what they see you as mm -hmm. so let's say in the in the in the instance of an unplanned pregnancy sure okay maybe that child isn't wanted now let's say it, it it, they end up having the baby, but before that baby's already born, it's already almost hated and resented by its parents, yep. which is already playing into that baby's subconscious level of who that baby is. Yeah, it knows. Environment is huge. Uh, there was tons of stuff that I read uh, when, when Abby was pregnant with Nora about environment. Uh, we made it a point to read a lot um, 
while she was pregnant, specifically for the baby. I know it seems weird, but mm -hmm. just emulating this environment that it's safe here. Um, we're going to talk about things. like and not... Yeah. You're loved. Yeah, absolutely. We want you. And that's just the hugest... That, the hugest. That's that's one of the biggest things is just to make known that that the child is loved because that's a huge influence. Mm -hmm. And as imperfect parents, we do our best in that, right? Yeah. I'm not a parent, but you are. Now, looking to ourselves as adults, mm -hmm. okay, we still have a self-concept that's being developed all the time. I sure. think I, I've read it before where your self-concept can be defined by everything in your past up till right now. Okay. Everything in your past up till right now has built you into who you see yourself as. Okay. You know, whether it's your choices or not. But what we were talking about before is as adults, we have to take responsibility over our actions. So I think that's a really good point to think about back on that scripture again with the, as the eye is the lamp. Because when you think about a lamp, it's something that you have to physically turn on. Let's say something... Uh, an image or whatever floats by and it could even be the enemy trying to tempt you into something or maybe an adult in your life has said something to you as as adults now as someone that can make a conscious conscious decision we have the ability to turn off that lamp i don't want to see that i don't want to bring that into my mind but that's kind of different when you're a kid you don't always have that consciousness exactly to do that. exactly yeah which is one of the points um, in this idea of ways to develop a healthy self-image, right? We're adults, you know, maybe, maybe we need to hear grow up, yeah. you know, we, I think we, it's easy to blame stuff on our parents. You Absolutely. Know, it's I can't, a great cop yeah, out. Yeah. I can't do this because my parents were doing this. Yeah. Um, I can't do this because my parents always said this, you know, whatever, it, even, even we might not even know it, but sure. there comes a, a, a time in every person's life, every adult's life, you know, whenever you reach that point, you know, maybe it's in high school, somewhere in there, you know, at college, some point there comes, you know, maybe you're 59, I don't know, maybe a hundred, <laughs> I don't know, but there yeah. comes a point in every adult person's life when you have to reevaluate everything you've been taught and compare it to scripture and take ownership over your life. You know, we are responsible for our presence. We are responsible for our own self-concept because there's ways in which we ignore it. Like yeah. you were saying, we could just cop out to our parents yeah. and, or just say, oh, my life's this way. And, and that's just so a super negative way. It, having a good self, having good self-esteem mm -hmm. requires a conscious decision. It requires purposeful action uh, to have that. It, yeah. It's not just going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's a happen. huge key concept in having good self-esteem. You look at somebody, you look at an example of someone who doesn't have good self-esteem. A lot of times it'll tie back into, well, are they trying to have good self-esteem? Are they looking into it? Are they focusing on, on those attributes? And here's three ways that um, I took from um, Healing from Damaged Emotions. It has three, three areas in the book where it talks about developing a healthy self-image. And number one, it says a sense of belonging. Number two, a sense of worth and value. And number three, a sense of being competent, which we kind of already hit, you know, being sure. responsible for my own actions. Uh, but what do you think about belonging, worth, and value? Well, I was going to ask you, are those things that we are responsible for, again, uh, as, as adults? Or is that something that has already been tied into us at the beginning? Do you think a person 
always belongs, yet is deceived as if they don't. Specifically, what I'm talking about sure. is, say, the family of God. Okay. You know, because I think these things should already be there. Okay, like, say, as a parent, you want to make sure your child feels belonging. Yeah. You know, uh, is has worth, has value. Um, you slowly build it in competence. You know, okay, you do it now. You yeah. know, whatever. Now, I think the church should function as this. Absolutely. You know, if the church isn't this, or it doesn't offer healing for real emotional pain, then padlock the church. Yeah. You know, if the gospel doesn't provide genuine healing for damaged self-concepts and self-image, then what are we doing? Sure. So in this idea of does a person have have belonging or develop belonging or search out belonging, you know, the call of God is real on people all the time. Yeah. And the church should be this answer. You know, whether your whether your family says you don't belong, you know, the church should be that. Sure. So I guess part of it is our responsibility to search this out. I think that's why the enemy can play this and say, mm-hmm. hey, you belong with the thugs, you know, <laughs> you know, or you belong with this group of people who are, you know, not not following God. Yeah. And you can have worth, you can have value, you can have ownership. Are in you this saying um, you think that unbelievers can have good, healthy self-esteem if they have a sense of belonging and where they're at, a sense of worth and value and being competent? Even outside of the biblical view, do you think someone could be healthy in their self-esteem? I don't think if it's not rooted in God, then I don't think so. Because what's truly fueling their self-esteem? I would have to agree with you there. It could appear as if so. Yeah. And the Bible talks about that, that yeah. unbelievers will thrive and look better than believers will. Sure. So I think at the core of it, if our lives aren't rooted in God, it's just a mannequin. It's just a mannequin lifestyle. Uh, you know, what, what, is that, what is that party where you wear like the little face mask? A masquerade? Yeah. There we go. Because we could have the masquerade of self-esteem okay. and not have a relationship with God. But yet it's undermined by this emptiness of I'm the self-made man or, you know, I'm going to prove the haters wrong. And that could give the appearance of self-esteem, but that almost turns into a prideful thing, which we'll talk about in a moment of, of, you know, what are the misconceptions behind self-esteem? So I I don't think a person can truly have a positive self-image or self-esteem outlook without God. Is that true? I would agree. I would say you can think that you do. Right, I'm, right. I'm thinking back to before I was a Christian, and I'm thinking, you know, did I have any of these things? Well, I think I thought I had belonging right, in right. where I was. But what what would happen if, let's say my belonging was in the friendships I had? Mm-hmm. What would happen if all those friends went, went away? Where would sure. my belonging go? It would go away too. I think that's the difference between um, self-esteem and self-image as a Christian versus not a Christian is because that rooting is in something that is unfallible. Um, We know that our belonging is not going to change. Once we're a child of God, we're in the family. Mm -hmm. We're not... We're not gonna get divorced from the family, you know. <laughs> That's true, though. Yeah. It's not. It's never changing. 
It's never changing. Your so God doesn't change. Therefore, my self esteem can continue to increase and increase as my relationship with Him grows. Yeah. Not pride. My pride doesn't grow. Yeah. But my dependence upon God does. Therefore, I can be confident and have a high self esteem. Exactly. Everything else again is just a mannequin or masquerade. Yeah. And I think something, uh, um, and a couple of my friends in TFL, something that they have mentioned before is the relief that happens yeah. when you come to God. Because I don't have the pressure to perform anymore. Yep. I don't have to dig deeper and deeper within myself, hoping to find the, the gold nugget of confidence. Yeah. Because I can produce nothing good for myself. Absolutely. I have nothing to offer but right? surrender to God. You know, and that's what he wants. You know, mm-hmm. everything else, yeah, everything else I think is just a cop-out. And I think you mentioned that even last week on fighting. Um, you don't really care if you win or lose. To you, going out there and giving it all, that's a win no matter mm. what. And I think that is something that's rooted in healthy self-esteem. Not to toot your horn or anything. No. but thank you. No. <laughs> Zach, you are the perfect model of healthy self-esteem. Me and Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> But here's another thought. When you step into kingdom it, and comparing it to a family, when you're born, you get the last name, right? Mm. It's our responsibility and duty to know how the family operates. Like there's going to be that sense of belonging, that sense of worth and value. But it's our responsibility to look in and, and know how our self-image works. But at the root of it all, it's just kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Hundred percent. As as we develop a healthy self concept, we develop a healthy presence, and the bridge between those two, I think, is a positive self esteem. Yeah. Which is the third, you know, and final idea. If we understand our presence, we understand our self concept. We have a better understanding of why our self esteem is what it is, and how to better our self esteem. You know, uh, some misconceptions about self esteem. We were talking about pride. You know, pride versus humility, and I think Christians have a hard time with this because we could almost, again, use God as a scapegoat or a crutch without me having to take responsibility. Because God gave, I always say this, God gave you a brain for a reason. Yeah. And he gave you emotions for a reason. We're to honor him with those. If maybe, you know, he, he gave us the ability to be ambitious, you know, things like that. And so it's okay to be confident as a Christian. Yeah. You don't have to have this, uh, you know, woe is me attitude. Right. And, and that in, in and of itself, self-pity, you know, I'm almost sure. getting to that point. That in and of itself is a form of pride. Sure. It is a form of pride it, because you're making it about you. If anything is about me in the sense of my worth, my, uh, my self-esteem, you know, all these things, if I'm trying to find them in me, it's a sense of pride. Mm-hmm. But godly self-esteem in and of itself can be meek can be confident, yeah. can be bold. And I think that's how God wants us to operate. We, sure. we, we operate in our Christian faith almost as if the light is red, yeah. then green. And we get trigger shy, uh, things like that. And so godly self-esteem says yes. And I think, you know, hopefully that is clicking with somebody like, go for it. Yeah. You know, God says, God it's loves okay you. It's okay to be <laughs> successful. Yeah. It's okay to have money. It's okay to to, to be happy. Yeah. You know, it's okay to, to have a little, little zip in your step. Zip? <laughs> what? Who says zip? I think it meant zip and pep. And pep. <laughs> zip. I think there's a balance that we have to focus on between 
humility and pride. Mm-hmm. They're they're both really key components in in yourself in your self esteem, but you can't be all one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and finding the balance there is is important. But if I'm if I'm pointing to Jesus, He's my source. He's my 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 go to. You know everything. Like he, he's he's at mission control. You know I could keep going forward. Maybe we should act like the stoplight's yellow, <laughs> so we can either gun it or slam on the brakes. Okay, you're go- approaching a light. It's yellow. What's what's what's, what's your go-to move? So, in this town, my go-to is usually hit the brakes until my brain says you don't need to hit the brakes. Step on the gas, because I. It's about time for the roads to be super icy, and so. Actually, I take that back, cause, you know, when the roads are icy and the stoplight's yellow, oh, just you can't stop. No way. Just keep going. No, you're It'll more be red a... for two seconds. Just it's all right. If you hit the brakes while it's icy, you're gonna be that guy that's slowly turning <laughs> sideways in the middle of the intersection while everybody's watching. Then you're like, oh, now I gotta move. So you hit the gas. Then you're peeling out in the middle of the intersection. Don't yeah. be that guy. Don't be that guy. So, when the light is yellow in your self-esteem, hit the gas. That's right. Hit the gas. All right. Let's reel things back in here. Okay. Come on. Got me a morning. Yeah. You know, when talking about the, the balance of humility and pride, uh, Mark twelve thirty one I think, really describes this point well. Uh, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. So, Dakota, what is the difference between self-love and love of self? Is there a difference? What What does that look like? I think, again, this all ties into what is it rooted in? Is it rooted in God or is it rooted in ourself? Because, one, self-love, I think we can worship God in loving ourselves, taking care of our bodies, um, physically, working out, eating right, um, and then also emotionally and, mm-hmm. and mentally taking care of our bodies. But then the other, loving yourself, I think you're now changing the role and you're now idolizing yourself. Yeah. You are just trying to fill a void and try to trying to do whatever feels good, which I think is another pretty big misconception that the world tries to throw at you to just do whatever feels good. And I think that can really affect your self-esteem because all you're doing is putting yourself in this role where you're focusing on things that are not going to be here for the rest of your life. Um, There's nothing that is going to carry on into your eternity except for your soul. That's it. So I think that's the main difference between those two. What do you think is a physical difference in yeah. your opinion? Yeah, I think you, yeah, you hit it on the the, the the nail on the spot. I was gonna say, <laughs> wow, we're great at <laughs> bro. At you hit the nail phrases. on the spot. What is that phrase? You hit the nail on the head. There you go. <laughs> wow, you punched the guy in the mouth on that uh, one. Uh, you ever tried to come up with sayings? I did come up with one actually last week. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I, was it? I work with uh, a really cool guy named Chuck from Louisiana. And so he has all these really cool slang and phrases that he uses. Did you know they say catty corner? 
in the South? They no. don't say kitty corner. Hmm. Like, let's say there is a house diagonal from you. Yeah, yeah. You'd say, oh, it's kitty corner for me. They say caddy. Hmm. Yeah, isn't that weird? So anyways, we were talking, and I was like, I bet I can make one up on the spot. And and so I did, and I said, wow, you, uh, you're changing that thing out more than fish hooks on a shark pole. He thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so my my good friend Jake and I used to try to come up with them on the spot. Oh, perfect. You know, so like here's one on the spot. Like, oh, there's the key that broke the text. <laughs> oh, there's the lampshade that got dusty, huh? <laughs> I don't know. And what was the one you just said? Hit the there nail was, on the spot. The, yeah, just hit that nail on the spot, huh? <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to episode four of Cross Joke. <laughs> episode four of making your own sayings on the spot. Hope you learned something. Uh, my my self esteem is through the roof. <laughs> That's just a coincidence. Uh, so in in recapping, okay, we talk we hit a lot pretty fast. You could talk on this subject for quite a bit, but is inferiority, inadequacy, low self worth is what the enemy wants in your life. Because, again, it, it will rob God of a marvelous opportunity to show off his power and ability through your weakness. Absolutely. And I think that is the difference between self-love and love of self. Is if I love myself, it means I love myself the way God does. And I submit myself to his lordship, his power. In my weakness, he is strong. Yeah. And I, if I allow God to influence my thoughts like that, you know, what does God think of me? If I get into the word, if I allow him to build my self-concept, that'll make his presence in me, which will make my presence more positive. Now, through those two things, self-esteem will rise because God is influencing my identity. And that hopefully is, is the point of this podcast today is, is allow God to influence you through ideas, urges, fantasies, your self-concept, and, and, and start to examine what that looks like for you in your life. How is the devil playing you? You know, how is God trying to get your attention? How does the enemy recall your past? Mm-hmm. How does God recall your past? Yeah. So Dakota, do you have any any areas in your life where you struggled with high self-esteem or low self-esteem or anything like that? Just to recap uh, in a personal story, if I can be vulnerable oh. for just for a minute, I think a huge part of, of my struggle with self-esteem in the past has a lot to do with comparisons. Um, even in my role as a worship leader, there's a lot of times where I'll see someone else doing the same thing that I feel I'm called to do and say, wow, they do it so much better than I do. Uh, their voices. If only I had their voice, I could step into this confidence. And I think that goes back to a lot of what you were saying earlier about the bar and the level that we set for ourselves. When you don't have self-esteem, you just kind of assume you're stuck where you're at with no room to grow. But the thing about having a healthy self-esteem is knowing that you can grow with this ability that God has given you because God's ability, there is no limit. He, he is potential potentialness. 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 Yes. God is potential. His potential is without end. Absolutely. I don't know. That's exactly what I'm trying to say, though. And when we know that we're rooted, we're in that family that that we don't have to compare ourselves to other people because we know, um, we now know that our potential is without limit. 
All right, so let's go ahead and get into walkout song of the week. And his name is John C. So Nick Babcock actually suggested this song. I, I made a post on Facebook. Tons of feedback. Uh, great songs out there. Some are super funny. Some are really good. And again, Dakota, I want to let you know, somebody suggested Sandstorm. Wow, I, can, I honestly cannot believe that. It's just hype level to the max, bro. Time time has no effect on Sandstorm. I'm going to suggest the SpongeBob theme song. What's funny is I feel like I know two fighters off the top of my head that would walk out to that. <laughs> Three if you include yourself. I am one of the two. Oh, no, no, no. Perfect. Uh, California Love by Tupac. Uh, which was uh, really popular with Uriah Faber, would walk out to that all the time. He's since retired, I think, from MMA. Still does some jujitsu tournaments and stuff, but really, really hype song that way. Let me ask you a question about walkout songs. Okay. Now, in the NFL, they can retire jersey numbers, so no one else can have that jersey. Can they retire a walkout song? Hypothetically, not, not something they actually have a ceremony for. But would you see someone else using this song by Tupac? Or is it kind of like cringy? Like if someone plays it, you're kind of like, ah, why are they doing that? This other person really, that's kind of their song. It, you know? Yeah, it's it's so cringy. It's like an unspoken etiquette. Okay. Yeah, you don't use somebody else's song. I just wanted to make song. sure. I think in the amateur realm, I mean, you know, guys use other people's songs. And, sure. Um, Old Town Road has been big the last year. Oh, like, yeah. That was I bet like, a lot of fighters yeah, used that. A ton of guys did. What, uh, Jake and I, I refer to Jake like two times an episode. That's right. I miss my friend. <laughs> um, but we were at a at a fight once doing judging. We were judging the fights. And I don't remember if he said it or if I said it. I was like, it was right when Old Town Road was just big. Yeah. And I go, I bet you at least one person is going to walk out to that tonight. And boom, you hear it. And we're like, yep, there it is. That guy's going to win. but yeah you don't use you don't use somebody else's walkout song if it's part of their identity like i think most people that would at least follow me know i walk out to represent by lecrae yeah Um, but i have since had had it remixed a little bit to um can't be touched with uh roy jones jr mixed in with it it's pretty hype what if it worked like this that if you won a fight you got the rights to your opponent's walkout song oh that'd be great they could no longer use it That'd be funny. Kind of, kind of. What is that called when you race somebody for their car? Uh, for, for pinks, pink slips. Is that what? It's, it's something like something, that. Something, yeah. Race for, for slips? Do you just say slips or That's, something? I don't know. I'm not a racer. What? I'm not even a fighter. Well, you are a runner now. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to run to Dairy Queen every now and then. <laughs> I still have yet to see you run. You gotta send me like a video <laughs> of yourself running. You're such a savage. <laughs> I'm not. It's nothing against your self-esteem, bro. <laughs> I need to turn my lamp off. Uh, so, another segment. I'm excited we had a submission for this. No pun intended. Banana split. <laughs> so, we had a submission from a good friend of mine, Bogey Valdez, owner of Keep It Real CrossFit here in Butte, Montana. Uh, he's been training with us, I don't know, a couple years, maybe, maybe hitting on two years, a year, somewhere in there. But he submitted this story. He goes... Uh, my first BJJ tournament, uh, he had been training with us at Imperial BJJ for maybe two weeks. So he, he totally made like just four classes. Um, 
and he had no rules or no ideas of the rules of the tournament or how to do jujitsu. And I was, he just kind of showed up. Oh, you're like, telling me he entered a tournament after two weeks after of training? two weeks of training. Oh, so, wow. and at that time we didn't really have much in policy of like, okay, you have to train with us for this long to do sure. it. We knew him. He came in and just, I mean, made a couple classes. And he had some martial arts background, right? Um, yeah, he had some like hand to hand combat stuff. He's a, a, uh, ex-marine, um, was a police officer. Oh, so same background as me. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> yoked to the max. Um, runs uh, all the time. Runs, runs. <laughs> to Dairy Queen and back. He's an awesome athlete. Um, but man, yeah, he has, has a great background with Jesus and is growing there. And so anyhow, he went to this jujitsu tournament, did it anyways, right? Had no idea. He says embarrassing, but, but humbling and rewarding. Uh, the cause and why was greater than any pain I could have possibly gone through that day. Um, <laughs> so what's funny is I don't think any of us even went with him. It was in Billings, Montana. Oh my goodness. And you know, nobody wanted to drive three hours for some guy that showed up for four classes. <laughs> I don't think anybody was there. He just went represent the gym. Um, of course probably didn't do that well. That's hilarious. Uh, but that was kind of his banana split moment of just training for four classes and going to a tournament. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. But, again, we love Bogey. Bogey's the man. Nobody's like Bogey. And he has a great name. You just have to say it over and over. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you, have you met Bogey? I have not met Bogey. And here's the other thing. So we have nicknames for everybody at, at class. You know, if you've been around for a while, you get names. You get, like, name something cool. I wasn't around long enough to get a nickname. No. Probably for the better. Yeah. I was going to call you, like, Hippo or something. <laughs> you ever seen wow. a Hippo? Because I was trying to think of an animal that never so runs. So rude. <laughs> I'd call you the bald eagle then, Zach. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, but anyhow, but Bogey comes in, and he already has a cool nickname. You know, like uh, another guy that comes in. And, oh, that's and not his first name? I don't name? think so. I think it's James. It's not like James Valdez. I actually don't know. I got to look at this. What'd you say? Bogus Aurelius. <laughs> Imagine your first name is Bogus. Yeah, that kid's going to really feel like he belongs. <laughs> uh, hey, Bogus, you want to go grab some food? My friends call me Bogey. <laughs> no wonder he's yoked. He's been fighting people his whole life. <laughs> he's been fighting for that positive self-esteem. So, Anyway, there's the banana split segment of the podcast. Thanks for submissions. If you have any other funny stories like that, it could be simple or in-depth, whatever. you It doesn't even have to be about you. Uh, but go to tflministries.com forward slash podcast, and we'd love, to, we'd love to hear your stories. So we have a brand new segment this week. The school of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, Jesus Christ. This was suggested by our friend Isaiah. We're actually going to be sharing a verse of the week for this podcast. So this week's verse is in 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 through 11. And it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Man, what a verse just, just dripping with hope. Yeah. And, and I think it feeds really well into our podcast this week about yeah. building self-esteem. You know, maybe you're, you're listening and you're like, man, I don't have much to offer anymore. I'm at the end of my rope. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever that looks like. But in our weakness, 
it, it, it makes us realize how much we need God. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what, what Paul says here too, is, you know, uh, I delight in my weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, difficulties for when I am weak, then I am strong because I have God. And that's, that's, I think we could all learn something from that all the time. All right. Time for the book of the week. If when you look into it, you got to look into it. Look oh, into it. I'm when you look into, into it. it. Invisible Imprint by Dr. Richard Dobbins. Again, that's where a lot of our content kind of, you know, funneled through to today's discussion. Really, really good book, and I highly suggest it. Um, I've read it through, took a ton of notes on that book. It's kind of hard to find, though. It's not I, – I didn't find it on um, – uh, anything digital I had to order off Amazon and there was only like three copies. So, wow. um, but I heard about it and wanted to get it. Uh, it was part of kind of my, my journey to better my presence and yeah. how I make other people feel, uh, just because I want to represent God better. That was the whole idea behind it. And so that book kind of came up. And so that's the book of the week, read it, invisible imprint. And, uh, with that Dakota, I think we have a full podcast here. So guys, thanks for joining us for today's podcast. Uh, I think we had a great time, Dakota. You're yeah. a, you're a wise man. Oh, thank you, Zach. It, it's always a pleasure doing a podcast with you. Yep, we really hit the nail on the top. <laughs> what did I say? I don't remember. On the spot. On the spot. There we go. Uh, so anyhow, next week, guys, we have a, a really special interview planned. So be sure to keep uh, eyes out on Facebook, um, social media. We'll have it all over. Um, and we're really looking forward to that as well. So you get some variety and don't have to listen to me and Dakota. Although, like, I hope you listen to us and like it. <laughs> I hope you at least enjoy us somewhat if you're listening. Imagine somebody listening to a whole episode and just hating it. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, I hate those guys. I hate Bald Eagle and Hippo. They're the worst people I've ever heard in my life. Thank you so much for listening to Cross Choke. We had a lot of fun creating this episode and hope you enjoyed listening. Please submit any requests, stories, or comments at tflministries.com slash podcast to stay involved. Remember, Zach reads your comments every night before bed. Don't forget to follow Zach at Ando Butte and myself at South for a Day. Have an amazing day and join us next week on Cross Choke. Thank you.